Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. From Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Tough enough, tough enough. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him. He's a little twerk. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives, a Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garbaldi. This week, we sit down with former Real Housewives of OC star Lydia McLaughlin, who reveals that some of her castmates were even meaner when the cameras were off, who she still keeps in touch with, and if she would ever make a return to the show. I mean, what has this past year been like for you and your your household? Well, I have three kids, and they are from middle school to kindergarten. So um, last year, when everyone went to virtual learning, that was really tough because I had a TKer, and I feel like that is definitely a hands-on type of grade level. So that was a little bit frustrating for me. I literally was Googling, like, I don't know, different, all different things. Like I was convinced he just had all sorts of learning disorders and things like that. Cause I was just like, is this normal? I don't know. Like we're saying B 10,000 times. And um, then, you know, my second grader need, needed my help. So it was definitely a transition, but we were really, really blessed. Our kids go to a private Christian school. So this school year, they have been in person all year. Mm-hmm. And they actually are not wearing masks and um, none of us have gotten sick. And um, I've been a little bit vocal on my Instagram, just how I feel about masks and vaccines and um, the mandates for those and how against that I am. So um, I've definitely taken a little bit of hits for that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important in this time to speak out for um, what you believe to be true and not just be pushing an agenda because that's what everybody says. Mm-hmm. And to um, do your own research and do what you feel comfortable with for your family. That's why America is so beautiful, is that everybody um, gets the freedom to do what they believe is right for their own kids. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I've been been involved with that, I guess, a little bit. But I mean, like everybody, it's such an it's been such an adjustment, and I'm really been proud of my family. We. Um, I have my mom and my dad live right down the road from us and we've never stopped seeing them. And um, 
my, I'm actually from Canada. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really hard. My grandma got actually the vaccine and then she ended up getting a seizure. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we weren't, we're not allowed to visit her. You have to quarantine for two weeks if you go to Canada. And before that you have to take a COVID test and then you have to, um, incubate in a government hotel for a couple days. So Canada is on another level and I haven't been able to go there to visit my grandma and see her. Um, So, I mean, everyone's been affected in different ways. And I think um, we need to have a little bit of compassion, you know, for each other. Everyone is really acting out of a place, um, hopefully of love. That's like the goal. And sometimes I think when everyone's stuck home and just on social media, um, that can be, that cannot be the greatest ingredients, right? Totally. So I'm trying to be like full of love and spread love and joy and um, a little bit of truth if I can. Totally. I'm sorry about your grandma. I hope she's okay. Thank you. Yeah. I just hope I get to see her, you know, and my kids get to see her. So that's been, we go to Canada usually once or twice. I usually go twice a year and I haven't been able to go. So that's just been really hard. It's hard on my heart, but um, I know everybody's affected in different ways. So I had actually a friend of mine committed suicide. Sorry, this is like really heavy for ethically, <laughs> but I mean, that's what's happening in the world right now. So, a lot, you know, I don't know anyone who has died of COVID. I've, I've known people died of the opposite, like effects of having to stay at home and what that does for our mental health. And what the vaccine has done to a family member of mine. So that like explains my point of view. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we respect where everybody's coming from and just try to like um, come from a place of love, I think that that's the goal, right? Yeah. I mean, do the social media comments bother you? Um, I wouldn't say they bother me. I just think it was really interesting to me to see the amount of attack. And then also I, I lost like, um, Instagram deals because of it. So I have some paid sponsorships that, um, some of the bigger corporations, uh, would pull out from those sponsorships. If I were to be vocal, I also was offered from the government to post like a stay at home. So they were at the beginning, you know, you saw a lot of celebrities doing hashtag stay at home. Which I thought was really interesting because, um, like, they were getting paid to do that from the government. So I don't know. It's just I think the more that you speak out, the more you see, like, wow, there's really um, an agenda that's being pushed here. And maybe it's for health and for everyone. I'm not saying that, but I'm just questioning. Um, I don't know. Like, if you if you kind of step out of line, everyone attacks you for that, and that is a scary place to be. Yeah, definitely. How has this time tested your relationship with Doug or has it not, has it brought you guys closer together? Um, well, I don't know if you know my husband, but he's like super good looking and, um, he like likes to be without his shirt on. Um, so he's always not wearing a shirt and he works out at home. So I'm enjoying those benefits. We normally, um, work together and we're together a lot. We really are best friends. So that has been not an adjustment being around each other and working because that's really the way our relationship's always been built. Mm -hmm. But um, it definitely was hard. Part of our, I I have a magazine with my husband. And so part of that is getting to travel and also getting to experience like so many different beautiful events. That's really part of our job is to 
put on um, exclusive like dinner parties and that that's a big part of our life and so all of that was taken away and obviously just the stress of being um, employing a team of people and that you know all of a sudden with a magazine where do we put the magazine we put it in airports and on airplanes and in hotels and all of those places were shut down so our magazine didn't print so it was a little bit owning a magazine and owning a business it, it was a little bit unknown of when that would come back and i remember going for a hike with him and just kind of you know dreaming of all of these things that we were going to do and those are all pulled out from under us and how do we kind of shift now and what you know trust the lord that he's going to provide for everyone and mm -hmm. and how, how how can we be good stewards in this situation in this time and like trusting that we were built for this moment and knowing like we were put here our kids were put here in this moment in history for this reason and we're going to be okay mm -hmm. um so i feel like we've really it's been tough. It's been tough for everyone, but we've really seen the joy and kind of in a lot of different ways pivoted. And I think that is, um, that is like why people live to be really long is, you know, they have different studies of why people are live to be really long. And one of them is that they are able to like, you know, flow and shift. And so that's a good quality. So that's that quality out in all of us. Definitely. With us, with your husband spending so much time shirtless throughout the house, have you guys thought about maybe having another baby then? <laughs> well, he did get a vasectomy on public um, national television, so that ship has sailed, which is good. Um, we did have like the full on sex talk with my kids. I think that that is important because that was something my son missed. Fifth grade got shut down and they didn't do the sex talk on the Zoom call. Thank goodness. That would have been awkward. So um, we felt like we had to do that with him, um, which was a memory I'll never forget. But I think it's important. There's some really good books out there. Kids know so much that you really want to stay, you know, in front of it, I think. Um, I just had my 15th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Yes. So wow, that's beautiful. I also turned 40, so it was like a double whammer. How do you feel about turning 40? And then what, actually go back, were you nervous having that sex talk with your son? Oh my gosh. Yeah, no one wants to do that. It actually kind of naturally happened, but we were prepared. But I'm not kidding. My husband and I had like sangria and we were like having, we were like, and then we go in and put the kids to bed and my oldest son just started asking all these questions. And, you know, you don't know when the time, it just, and I felt like it was the God parting the Red Sea because we have this big um, bookshelf in their room and it's just filled with thousands, you know, all these books that yeah. not thousands, but it's a lot, like a, probably, I don't know, a lot of books. And all of a sudden Doug's like looking because one of the books is the sex book that you just buy and put it on the bookshelf and hope you never need. And he was like, um, um, and then he like sees it, <laughs> he pulls it out. He's like, okay, here we go. Let's read this book together. And I'll never forget my son's face. Like when he turns the page and it's literally because it says, you know, what sex is and mm -hmm. penis in the vagina and my husband, my little <laughs> like boy's eyes. And I was like, yep, yep, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> you're like so sober within two seconds <laughs> that's yeah. amazing okay, this night is not going the way we thought it was <laughs> yes seriously how do you feel about turning 40 
I love it. I honestly feel really good about it. I know that age is just a number. I have a lot of good role models in my life of older, wiser women. Mm -hmm. My mom is in her 70s and she's like such a hot mama. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I know it's so cliche, but I've never felt more comfortable in my skin. I feel like I've really done the work in my 20s and 30s. So 40 is like my favorite ever. I love that. I really believe that. I don't know. It's weird because I can tell I'm getting older. Like I have grayer hairs and whatever. I'm getting older, but it's almost like I earned it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the fact that I don't care makes it that much better. I I don't know. That's great. I love that. I'm actually trying this new thing where I'm trying not to use a filter as much. And Mm -hmm. it is hard. Like in your stories, because you can just put a filter on and you look, Mm -hmm. some of them you look like an alien. But some of them, you look like you are a supermodel. And then you can put that down and look in the mirror and be like, oh my gosh, I thought I was having a good day. And this is not what I just posted. So I felt like it was so damaging. You know, when I see other people that I follow, and then when you see them in real life, and you're like, you don't look like that in real life. I never want someone to say that about me. I just, I, I have pores and I have you know, brown spots and that's okay. Like, what, who am I trying to prove? My husband knows those things about me. Why do I care what Sally thinks and miss, I don't know, wherever. No, totally. I totally agree with you. I love that. Um, It's hard though. I challenge you to try to do it. It is hard. No, it is hard because you see all of your imperfections. You really do. It's it's definitely difficult. Um, You know, back when you left uh, the OC, you know, a few years ago, you said that it put a lot of stress on your family. You know, what kind of stress did that have on your marriage? And do you believe that the reality show divorce curse is real? Oh, what's the reality show divorce court? Like just like a lot of couples that go on reality TV end up, you know, getting divorced or splitting up. Obviously you and Doug didn't, you guys survived that. But do you think that like you can see why marriages end after this show? Oh, I definitely feel yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that it's a curse. I just think when you take anything and put it in a stressful situation, like I would describe it that my life when you're on when you're on a reality show at least from my experience from filming with real housewives you're stressed out you all day long are you have so many different thoughts going back as a woman like how am i looking today now i ha- what did i say did i sound like an idiot what does this person think of me there's the drama of the people the drama of the direct like the producers there's so many different dramas that when you come home you're operating already on a 10 that you have nothing left to give really. Mm. Like you don't have this, all this energy to give into your marriage or your role as a wife or mother, um, daughter, friend. like a lot of those relationships in your life really get put on the back burner because the show comes in like a train Mm -hmm. and just takes over your life. And I think it can bring out the worst in people. Mm. It, It just can. And so I, um, I didn't really love who I was a lot of times, like my priorities and things just wasn't who I really am in my core. It just starts to shift you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I can see how that can tear up families and, um, marriages for sure. Yes. Yeah. Is that maybe one of the reasons why you decided to take a step back is because maybe you saw a change in yourself that you didn't really like? So I did the show twice, twice and I, yeah. I walked away mm-hmm. twice in the first time. Yes. So the first time I, um, I felt really called to do the show. I'm a Christian woman and I felt like I could put that on display and show my Bible, like Bible studies and 
show like a different kind of point of view. That was really my intention when I did it the first season. And so for the second, when I got asked back to do season nine, my intention had shifted and I loved being recognized. Mm -hmm. I all of a sudden didn't want to go to anywhere without like having hair and makeup done because people would post that photo. Mm -hmm. So who I was, I started seeing shift. So I knew even though I wanted to do it again, it was for the wrong reasons and I had to walk away. Mm. The second time when I decided to walk away was more because of my relationships with the cast members. Mm -hmm. I felt like if I did another season, I would have been the target and I would have been who, um, who everyone would be attacking. And I just wasn't up for the, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Was it hard for you to make that decision? Yeah, it was easier the second time. Yeah. Um, but both times it was really hard. I think a lot of people in the world have to make hard decisions if it's like a job or a relationship that they know they're not supposed to be in. Like everyone has inside of them, like you know what you're supposed to do and it's just hard sometimes. But I feel like if we take that step, you really get rewarded. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say my life right now is so flourishing in different ways that I've really been blessed for being faithful. Right. Yeah, I know that you still have a great relationship with Bravo. You had the show with your mom that you guys yeah. recently did. I mean, did they have they asked you back to do another season of Housewives? No, I haven't been. When I left with the producers, it was definitely like they understood my point of view. And I mm -hmm. told them that I loved um, aspects of reality TV, which was why, um, which was why Glittertown was such a great fit. Mm -hmm. Just my mom and I getting to be silly and goofy together. Um, so I also love um, working with Doug. And so perhaps there's an opportunity to do something down the road with Nobleman and a magazine type of show. So um, that's definitely something that we're interested in pursuing. Yeah. But I just don't think it's a great fit. I don't think I make a great housewife. I'm too um, nice. I'm affected too much. I think I'm an empath. And taking all that on, like honestly... Um, would keep, it just made me, um, it made my soul like nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I, just want, I just want people to get along. I don't know. And it brought out the worst in me because mm -hmm. I am very much like an Italian. Um, I, I was embarrassed of some of the things I did the last season I was on. So mm -hmm. um, I think I'm just better. Yeah. What were some of those things that embarrassed you that like you wish you could take back? I feel like if I could do it again, my relationship with Shannon, I just mm -hmm. felt like I really didn't watch the season before I was on. So I didn't understand a lot of the dynamics that were going on. Mm -hmm. And I think if I had, um, we would have gotten along better off the bat. I just didn't understand her. Yeah. You know, I recently spoke to Gretchen, who I know is a, a, a friend of yours. And she said, you know, that she felt this past season of OC, I don't know if you watched, but she said it didn't really feel relatable. Like she couldn't really like connect with any of the women. Did you feel that as, as well? Um, I didn't, I honestly did not watch. Yeah. I haven't watched one scene since I left. I'm so obnoxious. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not on that show. I don't need the drama. Um, but I, I feel like I don't understand the casting producers. Like I know when I was um, on the show, I, and I was talking about being back again, I gave them like so many of my friends that I think would be amazing cast mm -hmm. members and that I have a real friendship with and that I thought would be really interesting. So I just don't understand what the cast, 
seeing producers are looking for. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of really amazing, fabulous women in Orange County that I feel aren't represented, you know? Yeah, no, totally. So I feel, I hope that they shake it up and that they, you know, I think that they need something good, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Who did, who is, who are your favorites? I mean, from last season, I mean, it was, it was hard because I mean, even Andy said that he, you know, OC kind of needed a reboot, I think. And I feel like, you know, I kind of agreed with Gretchen. A lot of the the storylines were a little, you know, kind of out there. I, I do like Gina. She's, she's kind of fun. Um, you know, Kelly always brings drama. Shannon always brings dramas, but it just, it felt like there was a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah. And I think I, I, I would agree with that, but I've never watched an episode, but I just think that, um, like if, if they weren't on the show, I don't think that they would be friends. So that's hard, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that viewers can tell that, like, I love watching Beverly Hills, Kyle, Mm because she's the same on camera and off camera. And, um, I don't know. I think the people that re- resonate the most are the ones that are consistent and, and the viewers can tell that. And I don't, I don't know that those women are actually friends. And that's, I think actually at the core of housewives is that it started where it was like women that were friends, but then there's also these dramas mm-hmm. Whereas once you're off the show, I will say I didn't, I've never spoke. I'm friends with Peggy Mm-hmm. But the girls that I filmed with, I've never spoken to again. So once you were done, once you were done filming, you never spoke to, you know, Shannon, Tamara, any of them ever again? Mm-mm. Wow. So um, that, and that, that's a problem, you know, that's, that's like a real, I'd say I was friends with Peggy. And then when I was on the show, I was, I'm friends with Gretchen Mm-hmm. I'm friends with Emily. Like some of us that aren't on it became friends. <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. it's like a sorority. Right. But yeah, I would say that that would be what I think is the problem with OC. Like, you know, Tamara, once she left, she, I, she's not, she doesn't talk to Shannon anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So I think people can tell that and that pe- people want to see real friendships because you want to see the love and then the drama. If it's just always the drama, that's, I don't know. I guess maybe unrelatable because you know you feel like you're getting played, right? Right. No, totally. Do, do Shannon and Tamara still have you blocked on Instagram? There's, I I can't find them. I know. Tell them to unblock me. I would be friends with them. I want to be friends with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you Tell know, block me. Put in a good word, would you? Totally. No, I mean, actually, I don't actually know. I take it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, Tamara did call you. I don't know if you saw, you know, you did an interview where you said that Tamara, I'm just paraphrasing, obviously, that Tamara has to let it go when it came to her wanting to come back to the show. And I think she called you a hypocrite for saying that because, you know, uh, you should be wanting to empower women. What was your kind of your reaction to that? I don't see how I'm a hypocrite for like standing up for myself, but mm-hmm. I wish her the best. I mean, by me saying, let it go, I was asked, I, that's actually uh, encouraging her to find fulfillment in her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I think that that's a good thing. I mean, she's still not letting it go. I don't know. I've let, an, I've let it go. I don't think I'm a hypocrite, but um, I feel like that's an easy, I'm also not perfect. So there's definitely things that I will say that, I don't know, are going to rub people the wrong way. But that doesn't mean maybe I'm wrong. That doesn't mean I'm a hypocrite. I feel like, yeah, I don't really, I don't know. Sorry, I'm a hypocrite. (laughs) Were you surprised that she and Tamara, that Tamara and Vicky were let go? 
No, mm-hmm. no, I want it. I mean, when I was, when I was going to go back the, cause I was on it and then they were, I thought should have been let go, but they weren't. So then I, I left. And then the next season they were let go. Mm. Would you have gone back if they weren't, if Tamara and Vicky were both leaving? Well, that was what I had told them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, you did, I think you said in a podcast that it was almost worse behind the scenes with some of the ladies on camera than it was on camera. The thing that I was on was like the, was, it was, they didn't even show the drama because the producer said no, like they still, they, you still need to like a housewife and you can't show so much of them that, that they can never recover from. Mm. Like they kind of take the viewer on a ride where they, they show all of your warts, but then they redeem you. Right. Mm-hmm. But what was going on behind the scenes, I felt was that the, if the viewer saw they would, they would never be able to be redeemed. They were so mean. They were just so mean that it was that, like, it would just, you could never vote. You can never like cheer someone on that would mm-hmm. be so cruel. How, what did that do to your self-confidence? Did it bother you at all? Like, they weren't being mean to me. Oh, they weren't being they mean weren't to you. Mean to me. they're, yeah, they're, they weren't being mean to me. But it just, um, just seeing that, it was hard to see. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. It just, there was a lot that wasn't shown that season. Even in the, even in the, um, even in the, the reunion. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Which I think is, does the show a disservice. Like, you want to show the reality of everyone. So show it. Mm-hmm. And, but, um, but the show, I think, I think it is good in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Do you miss anything about it? I mean, I'm grateful for the experience of it. And I, um, I feel like it's given me such a great platform. I, I'm actually doing live Bible studies, which is crazy. I'm a housewife and that, um, that on Wednesdays hosts Bible studies on in my Instagram. So different people can like come read the Bible with me. And it's been like a really cool community. And I mean, I'm writing a Bible study right now and I've written another book. So I feel like it's given me an opportunity that God's really used the platform for like hopefully spreading love and goodness. That's why it is hard for me when I do these interviews because I want to say like all this stuff, but then it's just not for good. Like to, to, I mean, to Tamara's point to tear people down or, you know, to say how I feel it's just for what? So I try to really watch my tongue. I'm just not good at it. Yeah. So for that, I guess I'm a hypocrite and I apologize. <laughs> I didn't mean to upset you with that. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I, I'm like, so not, I promise I'm not upset. Okay. I, I, I like to, I want to try to grow always. Mm-hmm. Totally. Both perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I just, I'm, I loved the show. It was a great experience. I hope that they can fix OC mm-hmm. and so that it can come back strong. There's so many amazing women here that I think are fabulous just to watch them on their Instagram that I feel like I kind of threw their name in the hat and I don't know why they didn't get chosen. So hopefully, you know, Hopefully in the future. Totally. But there's some great others, you know, I don't know. Has OC seen this heyday? I don't know. I mean, if they brought back all of the all-stars, what if they brought back to OC, like Gretchen, Heather, and Alexis? 
It would, that would be great. Would it be great? Have their yeah. stories be told, have their stories been told or are they in a new enough space that it would be interesting? I would watch. I would totally watch. Sign yeah. me up. <laughs> the issue is the new girl. No one likes the new girl for the first three or four episodes. Yes. You kind of are right. Yes. As a viewer, you're like, who's this chick? I don't know that I like her yet. She kind of has to win you over. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if OC, if they did that with three or four, it just would be too much. But if they brought in familiar girls from the past, I feel like Alexis had, and Gretchen, because they had issues mm-hmm. that they should resolve for us all to see. Totally. And, and Gretchen's a mom and Alexis is without Jim. Mm-hmm. This could be good. I feel, <laughs> like be. On, I feel like we're on to something. I feel like you should... I, I feel like you should call Andy right after this. <laughs> I vote we put in Alexis and Gretchen. Um, who would you take out? God, I don't know. Maybe Kelly. Oh, really? I think so. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's so hard because and then, you know, they would probably have some drama as well. And Shannon always has drama with everybody too. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe the new girl like from this year. TV. I don't know what's going on in their lives, but I feel like Shannon and Kelly are good TV. Yeah. And then we have Gretchen and Gretchen. Mm-hmm. That's four. What do we need? Six? I like, you said Heather. I think that she would be good if she came back. Heather and like a, a Lizzie. Yeah, I think so. I think we've just made our all-star cast. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I feel really good about it. I feel I'll good about it. it. I'll make it hosting appearance. All right. Sounds good. I like it. Well, Lydia, before we wrap up, like I said, I have these housewives secrets. So they're just some fun rapid fire questions. Okay. Before we wrap up. Um, so on your season back when you were on the show, which housewife would get this drunkest? Oh, Shannon all the time yeah yeah yeah. is there like a moment that like really sticks out to you where she you're like oh my god I can't believe how wasted she is I mean not really we went when we went to when we went to Iceland Vicky and Kelly went out the night like after we started filming Mm -hmm. and then they like stayed out all night so I didn't actually see them but then the next day, allegedly, Vicky took something so that she could film, which was why she had the heart trauma and had to go to the hospital. So I guess technically, I mean, you got to give the award to her. Right. She kind of she owns it. So I, I'm going to change my answer because of that one situation to Vicky. I love it. Who caused the most drama while you were on the show? I mean, Peggy caused the most drama when I was on the show just because she didn't get along with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say, I mean, Tamara and Kelly were up there too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally. Um, who would turn it on the most for the cameras? I mean, this is a hard answer for me. I'm going to say Vicky, but I wouldn't say she turned it on because she was like that when the cameras weren't rolling. Like we were in the, we were in the airport and she's yelling at people. That's just her personality is she yelled at a producer one time so bad, but that's who she is. Like no one, no, we were not filming, but it was the best scene ever. Like everyone in the whole party was watching her and no one could look away. So I would say Vicky has like the most outrageous personality. Was that like the one moment that wasn't caught on camera that you wish fans got to see? There were a lot of moments, honestly, that, 
I mean, traveling with Vicky would, was like the best situation ever. I like, it was one of the funniest moments of my life was trying to catch a plane with her. And I like was laughing so hard. And then everybody knows who she is because she's been on the show for so long. So people kind of are trying to talk to her, but she's very, like, she didn't really want to. I, she's just, she's just herself. You know what I mean? It's exactly who, like, if you saw her, she's that outrageous all the time. So it's just kind of a weird delight to be around because mm -hmm. I'm a little bit kind of, quirky in my own way but she's just an, on, a, on another level so it was <laughs> almost inspiring I don't know I love it is there <laughs> to go with it you know totally is there one moment on camera that you wish never aired I mean I wasn't a fan of the Charlie Chaplin look I wished I I Doug was like don't go don't go tonight this is this is not gonna be a good mm -hmm. like not they're trapping you, but you're walking into a disaster. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is what I signed up for. I can't not go. Like, I gotta go. I gotta be me, even in this situation. So that was like a very difficult, the whole thing was very difficult. But just the way I looked was, I was so, um, but yeah, I wish that, you know, didn't exist in the world, yeah. but it's fine. <laughs> is there a moment that you wish the, you pulled the Bravo, Bravo, Bravo card? Oh my gosh. So when I was on the show, it was called camera. Mm -hmm. And so you would say camera. And so, um, on my first, like, you know how the last episode is a big party mm -hmm. and everyone has to talk about all their dramas of the whole season at that last event. Mm -hmm. So that for me was like a winter wonderland at Vicky's house. And it was, you don't, no one like explains to you. It's kind of like when you become a mom, you expect like mm -hmm. the nurse to give you a, ma a manual and you go home with the kid. It's the same thing when you sign up for Housewives reality show, nobody tells you anything. You just go and they kind of think like the less you know, the better. <laughs> so I'm at this, I'm at this, it's like the biggest filming production because normally you just have three cameras and there's three crews of cameras so they follow all different girls but when all the girls are together there's all those nine cameras and the nine crews so there's the audio people sure. so anyways it was just very overwhelming and it was a lot of stuff happens off camera and then there's kind of on camera stuff but you don't want something that someone says off camera to come on to camera so you just would say camera, camera, so that they couldn't use. So if I was talking to you, I'd be like, Christina, camera, I can't believe camera. You said camera that I was a biatch camera, but like, you can't use that now, you know? So I regret, I, I did that about, I was kind of having like a altercation with someone and I kept doing that. And I just felt like that was dumb. I love that. That's so interesting. That is so great. Do you feel like, you know, you know, you, you tell such fun stories about Vicky and, you know, she's such what was like made for reality TV. Do you want to see her come back? And do you feel like she was kind of done a little dirty? Or do you think that her time was kind of up? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it was really hard for them to let her go. But I don't, I'm just what what was her storyline like that she would marry Steve? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Like, because you do have to bring, you have to have a real connection with the girls that you're filming with. Then you have to show your own personal drama. And then you have to kind of have a drama with the girls. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's kind of threefold. And I would say, you know, Vicky, when you're on that show for so long, it, 
it has to be, I mean, you saw that play out with the cancer. Like she knew she needed a personal drama. She knew she wanted people to like Brooks. Yep. So she cultivated, so I don't know. I felt like after that happened, maybe people mistrusted her. Would, did you, would you say that? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think you're right. I think that the great thing about her is that she's so authentic and real. Like that's what I loved about her. But then to see that she would have manipulated so much to stay on the show, that's a hard, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard as a viewer, I would assume. Mm -hmm. No, totally. Totally. Well, Lydia, thank you so much. This was so great. I really appreciate taking so much time. It was wonderful speaking with you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. But if you want more Housewives news, head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.